If you're studying for the CISSP, CCSP, or CISM certification, you'll probably get a lot of benefit from the WANA Practice app at wanapractice.com. Hundreds of practice questions unavailable anywhere else, all in a simple interactive format, which you can access through any device with a browser. Check out the show notes for a discount code for half off the regular price. Wanna practice? Success and certification is in your hands. Hello, and welcome to the 200th episode of the sensuous sounds of infosec where we discuss all things information all things security and all things information security i'm ben maliso i'm matt snotty and i'm rafael fiedler and we've got an important topic to address this week in celebration of our big anniversary here but you know what gentlemen the problem is the three of us don't have enough heft we don't have sufficient substance to give this topic the weight it deserves. So I think we need to bring in a ringer. What do you all think? Let's do it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Although all I'm right. pretty so hefty and you're pretty hefty. <laughs> so I don't understand what we're missing out on here. But I'm sure, an go ahead. industry cred, dude. <laughs> oh, Come oh, on, oh. man. Uh, this is why we only have three listeners. All right. Um, I have long wanted to do this. So, gentlemen, welcome to the White Rabbit himself. Raffle Los. That's how you do it on down the security rabbit hole, isn't it? Uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, well, we, we've got we've got a new intro now, and that's my kids doing it. So uh, my, my yeah, your kid is it. awesome too, by the way. I, I really I, like I, that. I I only mildly scripted that part. I mean, the last part, fun fact, the last part of that intro. Buckle up and enjoy. He completely ad libbed that, and I love it. <laughs> Well, good. Um, uh, for those of you who don't know, Down the Security Rabbit Hole is probably my favorite uh, information security podcast, where this is a close second, my own, you know, um, but uh, uh, I always recommend it to all my students when they're trying to obtain their CPEs or CEUs. It's a great way to rack those up. Uh, James Jardine, and uh, who's the other co-host? Uh, Yes, that's us too. It's we, just we, the, we, the two of you, yeah. And then sometimes yeah, yeah, we, you rotate guests through. And, yeah, we yeah. rotate. I think we're going to make, I think we've decided uh, Tuma needs to come on the show more often. And then uh, I think we're just going to permanently add Jim Tiller as like in every other episode thing because he's like, he's like the salt to our, uh, to our meal. It just makes everything better. Outstanding. Um, Roth, do you want to take the opportunity to give a quick intro of yourself, your, your background, your bio to our three listeners and let them know who All you right. are? Yeah. So um, I have been around a long time uh mid late 90s uh i've done some things uh, i used to travel the globe and speak at conferences when uh, when that was a lot of fun uh, i currently at a uh a company called extra hop here in beautiful uh, standing in beautiful i guess gloomy seattle uh which i guess that's a that's a an overstatement right and isn't it kind of double speak and of course it's gloomy seattle it's what they do here um uh, like I've been around 25, roughly 25, 26 years in the, in the industry, um, mostly uh, services uh, oriented. Um, I, I focus on go to market alignment and optimization in uh, cyber companies at the moment um, and, and run the podcast for uh, this is, you know, September uh, was 14. It started the 14th year of this of this thing. 14 uh, years, 14, 14 years. years of podcasting. 
And you so do, you do a weekly show, and sometimes on certain weeks you've done two when there's been like a we've done, yeah we've done multiple yeah yeah when inspiration strikes and it's my show I'll do whatever I want uh, uh, we've done multiples we've done we try to keep uh, the thirty five minute format uh, I think I stopped adhering to that rule like ten years ago uh, some of our episodes are roughly thirty five forty minutes some of them go longer than an hour because it's a great conversation we just keep going so um, yeah if you haven't checked it out. Listeners, it's down the security rabbit hole podcast. Would love to have you guys as uh, as as listeners. Um, and it's it's a you know which we, we try to keep it light, right? So uh, try to keep it office friendly. Uh, that that was that was the premise when I started this thing. Is at the time, uh, God, it's it's yeah twenty two thousand September twenty eleven uh, when we started this thing. Um, and and there were a bunch of really good podcasts out there. Most of them were recorded in bars or had themes you just couldn't really listen to at the office. And I thought, well, I, I do like, you know, I have a gift for, for, for never shutting the hell up, as people will tell me. Um, and uh, and so we, we picked some topics that you could debate. We picked some topics we covered. We did newscasts way back in the day. We sort of transitioned to a uh, more of a Larry King style, uh, you know, just open-ended interview. Let's go pick somebody that's interesting. And frankly, I'll be honest with you guys, like the reason I, I still run the podcast, and it's not because I make a tremendous amount of money off of it, because I don't. Um, it's, a, it's a labor of I love. thought this was the key to riches. Raf, you're, you're disillusioning me. Yeah. This, this, is, yeah this, this is my retirement plan. You're screwing everything up, man. Yeah, good luck with that. Um, no, <laughs> unless you're Joe Rogan, this is not the way to win. Uh, but however, it's funny because I get to, I, it literally gets me the opportunity to go talk to some people I would never otherwise be able to have a conversation with. So I just, I can ping somebody random on LinkedIn, like, hey, I run a podcast. I'd love to talk to you. They're like, oh, okay. And that's, that's how we got you. Yes, we've noticed there's a certain magic to it. It's like it's like the new version of being a newspaperman, you know, where yeah, you, yeah, you, you wave a pencil in front of somebody's face and say, I've got a podcast. They show up. We we yeah. spoke to one of the owners of Pornhub earlier this year. Um, okay, I'm going to go watch that yeah, one. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's... yeah it's, that was a big know... poll, and that was well, a random email. So, yeah. Yeah. What's funny is that, that that industry probably has some of the best infosec practices going back a decade plus, uh, which which I, I I don't know the level of irony that that is, um, but they do more they do more for cyber than our healthcare and finance industry at some point. So yep. that's yep. It's just and we a, barely you know, scratched the surface on that. So uh, yeah, they, all right. They say now they say, now for go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. I was going to launch us into uh, the topic, but go ahead. You wanted to add something Let's else. Let's launch. I was going to say the one thing I was going to say is that you, you, they say you you, uh, you tend to put your effort where your priorities are, and uh, <laughs> I'm not sure what that says about us as a society. But revealed uh, you know, preference versus stated preference. That's that's the thing. That's right. You know. That's okay. Right. All right. Well, this topic, what we're going to do is the show has occasionally done what we call media reviews, where we pull out uh, a book, a TV show, a movie that deals somehow with information security, and we pull it apart. We say on our binary scale of one or zero, how well they actually portrayed our industry. And, and we're talking about accuracy, not how cool it was. And there's a difference there, you know? Um, so that's what we're going to do for this anniversary episode. Each of us is going to go through. We're going to name our top. First, we'll do a round robin of our top best picks. 
And then we'll do, we'll come back around and we'll do our worst depictions of InfoSec in the media ever. Um, and Ralph, since you're our honored guest, I'm going to let you go first each time so we won't steal your idea. We've got backup ideas in case you go, you pick one of ours with yours. So why don't you start with your best portrayal of InfoSec in media? What is it? I, I tell you what, um, so I, I'm going to, okay, spoiler alert, uh, heads up just for just for your audience, because I just recently watched uh, an episode, I think it's on, I think it's on either Netflix or Prime, I don't know, I have them all. Um, but it's called Leave the World Behind. Anybody yes. watch this? I've heard other people talk about it, and especially talking about it in our industry. So, so yeah, so I'm going to give you some spoilers here. Uh, I'll try not to give the whole thing away, but it's a movie about essentially what would happen if, uh, and we, we suspend the spoiler alert during media reviews. So just go for it. Just go. For yeah. It. Okay. Fine. Feel free. All right. Let's go. All right. So listen, it's, it's, it, it starts out as like this weird, like what's happening, uh, at night Shyamalan kind of, kind of flick. And it very quickly, uh, becomes clear that somebody has launched, uh, an all out, uh, and very well coordinated cyber, uh, attack. And I don't mean like, Hey, they locked up the banks. Like we're talking like, they took all the Teslas and they're and they and they put them in autopilot mode. And they're all slamming each into each other, and blocking roadways in and out of the city. Uh, they've turned off the power grid. They have disrupted a, uh, a GPS uh, and avionics, uh, so planes are falling out of the sky. Like this is what have, Die Hard Four was supposed to be, right? Yeah, and so <laughs> that's my that's going to be my that was actually my worst. Like, oh, <laughs> that's awful. That between that. So look, it's between that and swordfish for the worst. Oh, you just took my worst. Sorry, no, that's <laughs> awful. I'm gonna, okay. you know, I, right. I claim privilege because I'm your guest. Um, but okay. to All leave right. the world behind has uh, some very interesting aspects. So we we've all, I think we've all had the conversation of like, oh, what would that actually look like? What would bad guys actually do? Like, okay, we could, you know, oh, they could disrupt the power grid, or they could do this, or they could do that. Yeah, but what if they? What if a nation state? spent a decade embedding themselves into our power grid, into our military, into our critical infrastructure, into our uh, companies that make all the software that we care about. Cause you know, that hasn't happened. <laughs> I, I'm winking for those of you that are, that are listening to this. Um, and then like on a, on a, on a random Tuesday afternoon went, all right, now go and just whack yeah. the whole thing. And, because, and you're talking about not so much an opportunistic attack, but one no, no, that, is, well that is well coordinated, well planned, and yeah, strategic. In lieu, right in lieu of putting boots on, like so. Think of it. They never really just tell who it is, but they talk about disinformation because in different parts of the country, planes fly, distributing leaflets. They say things like "death to death to America," "kill the infidels," that kind of thing. Some of them in Arabic, some of them in, in Korean, some of them in Russian. So, like, everybody's thinking it's somebody else. They're yep. pitting the far left and the far right against each other. They're they're blocking roadways. They're turning off power. They're it sounds like a kick-ass show. It's got high production value, good acting. It's it's, it's got phenomenal. So yeah. it's it, it it it's weird and slow in certain spots. Uh, and 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 it, it definitely like if you like M Night Shyamalan films, this is going to be you'll love it. Uh, if you don't. Uh, just bear through it. I think the, the, on the realism scale, this is the part that scares me a little bit. On like a scale of one to, I can totally see this happening. This is like a nine and a half. Yep. Okay. Because, right. and because it's not fancy. 
like their TV goes out and then the internet goes out. What would an enemy do? Disrupt community? And, and then there's a guy that, that that's in, that's implanted like in as a character. And he's like, this is exactly the model that, you know, we had this like scenario and this is exactly the model they said that my military friend said it rather than, you know, landing uh, landing craft at our borders and airplanes overhead. This is exactly what would happen because after a certain amount of time, citizens turn on each other. There's no way out and lawlessness evolves in like quickly. Right. Think yep. about how long you'd have to turn the power off in NYC before everybody went feral. I think it's like 20 minutes. <laughs> we've, we've already seen that. Now, it's funny, in the 1960s, that happened. But then also in 2005, when the Eastern Seaboard lost, everyone turned cooperative, yep. oddly. It was a very strange, different dynamic. And I think post-2001 changed people's conditioning add, and, and reaction to disaster. Well, um, you add some disinfo and, and things go completely differently, right? Yeah, yeah. Matt, you said, have you seen this? Is, yeah, you were kind of yeah. nodding along. Yeah, yeah, my wife and I watched this. I want to throw out a little bit of trivia because uh, former President Obama was actually a producer on this movie. Oh, so he really? actually, yeah. he's in it. He's in he's in a bunch of it. Yeah, he contributed uh, with the writers and the producers to add a considerable amount of realism based on his experiences as uh, chief executive of the United States. So uh, that, they brought some of that in with it. But yeah, um, the main actor is uh, Ethan Hawke, the main uh, uh, main lead. Um, I forget who the. I like Bacon. Ethan Hawke. Man, I haven't seen. And he's got Kevin while. Bacon. Yeah, Kevin Bacon's in it. Mahershala Ali is in it. Um, yep. And I'm trying to remember who the mom is. Who plays the mom? Um, uh, but uh, Aaron Brockovich. Uh, oh, Julia Roberts. Yeah, Julia Roberts. Julia yes. Roberts? Yeah. No shit. Yeah, it is Julia okay. Roberts. Okay. So yeah, so yeah, in terms of production value, Ben, yeah, it it is a a high production movie. Uh, it is on Netflix, and yeah, I thought it was really good. I've uh, now this yeah, is a I've movie, not a TV show. It's, it's a, a movie. Yeah, it's, it's a two and a it's half a movie. hour movie. Okay. Okay. We had to split so, it up over two nights because it's it's lengthy. Okay. But we so like we watched it, and at first it was like, oh, this is one of those M Night Shyamalan monster movies where it turns out like the grass is whispering some death right. tune to you, and like, uh, <laughs> and aliens then, are there, and yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, and and then uh, so my fiance is like, "What's going on?" Because she's in IT too, but I'm in. So I, I, this is this is stuff that, as I'm watching, I'm going, "Wait a minute, wait <laughs> a minute, oh shit, oh my, oh fuck!" Yeah. Like, <laughs> the little clues happen. Yeah, and, and if you're not if you're not one of us, you're kind of like, "That was weird. Why did that happen?" And and those of us that are in this industry are going, oh, "Yeah, I know that thing. Like that. That's <laughs> like, oh, I, I I know that somebody could get up there because they're talking about like, wait. So at one point, all GPS goes away, <laughs> and they're like, and literally planes like just barrel into it, like fall out of the sky. A giant tanker just runs in their shore, like just out of random, and um, so all the avionics and guidance systems completely fail. And then uh, they're talking. I think it's Sandra Bullock's talking to Ethan Hawke, or, or maybe she's talking to the uh, uh, who's the other character, the the, the dad, uh, Mahershala Ali. Yeah, yeah, Mahershala Ali's character. I forget his name, but uh, and they're like, oh, like GW or GH or something. GH. That's right. He goes, well, it's it's GPS. Like how that that's not possible. They're satellites. She's like, yeah, but you get into the systems that run the satellites, and you can just wipe things out. And they're like, wait, what? And it, you can see the characters having that oh shit moment. And then you watch the pileup of of Teslas, and then she's like, you know, and she looks back, and there's another car barreling at them, and she's like, "Get out of the way!" Because here comes another one, bam, into the back yep. of the bam. The and, and it's funny because the Mill Stars were built specifically with that uh, geographic deny built into them, so that if we ever did go to war with a certain country, we could turn off their GPS, and they wouldn't have it, but we would. 
Um, so it, that is a conceivable thing that could happen. I don't know if it would work on the U.S. I don't know if it would work on North America, though. So um, software is funny when you can uh, when you can change it. Right, right. Now, Rafi, <laughs> have you seen this? I haven't seen it. No, I haven't okay. seen it either. This sounds like a great candidate <clears throat> but it is. For, for number one, for best, yeah? Yeah. It's terrifying. So it is – I expected it to be kind of a sci-fi thing. It turned into, like, exactly what I think how the world is going to end. <laughs> um, and it scares the absolute crap out of me because every single thing in that movie is is a very hyper-realistic version with the characters being slightly oblivious. And if you're in cyber, you're watching it going, oh, God, this is how the world ends. We've been telling you for years. Fuck. To quote Dennis Sidney, fuck. Outstanding. <laughs> okay, very good. Well, thank you. That's a great way to start. Um, Rafti, let's hear your best. Your best. <laughs> I actually, so I'm, I'm pulling out the backup apparently because I that liked, was your number one. I like the Die Hard. I, I like the Die Hard. It was. Well, uh, go ahead. Go use Die Hard then. It, that's okay. You are allowed to disagree. That's why we're having Absolutely. But when we are okay. talking about it afterwards, I think another, my, my runner up was Zero Day. Wait a second, though. Wait a second. You really picked Die Hard 4 as your best. I really pe- no. I was okay. like, this is a cool movie. I did. Go a, ahead. Go a, ahead. Go, make that review. case. Make it for our audience. Go ahead. <laughs> what I like about Die Hard. Okay, then. What I like about uh, Die Hard in regards to how it portrays stuff is um, it's fairly realistic in regards to how they go about it. Of course, some of the stuff is a little bit out there, but they take their time. The the priority of physical access is is displayed fairly good. I mean, stuff is unrealistic. But they they need to get to the locations. They need to have multiple people. They need to have multiple entities write the code. They need to have multiple um, entrances, like injection points for some stuff. You know, um, so uh, the ones were going into that. Um, I forgot the name of that um, department. A facility but where they're going to steal the exactly. stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but it, it has been multiple facilities they have been visiting, and they have been driving around at a certain point when they knew their their um, location would be important and could be tracked down. Um, so what you like is you like the I, portrayal what, of the fact that there was both defense and depth, and that they had to have a physical component combined with the IT component. That's that's kind of what you've done. And, okay. and from okay. an, and from the the whole thing happening in phases. So when we come to my worst, what I don't like about um, when it comes to portraying cybersecurity is when everything. Oh, wait, happens. Wait, we're not at your worst yet. We're not at your. Worst I know, yet. I know, I know. But what? Okay. But the reverse is what I like is this happens in phases. It comes with great preparation. It takes a long time. Um, apparently, in, uh, one of the the twists later on was that the big bad guy has been um, planning this probably for over a decade at this point or but for years and he was an insider threat he was an insider threat and stuff like that and it's timothy oliphant which in my in in my esteem that that raises any production up at least two notches yeah i I love i love him so much uh he's he's the best justified uh gunslinger in the history of ever i love everything he's done deadwood and yes and, and even the zombie thing he did with drew barrymore i i enjoyed the camp out of that oh that was, yeah yeah that yeah, was, yeah 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 that was yeah that was funny uh the santa clara diet yeah santa clarita diet yeah yeah where she the next a weird, anyway yeah also a super important part that uh, the movie shows is um that the human component is if you're if you're hacking 
um, in cybersecurity, the whole human component is your biggest risk um, and or biggest. It is a huge risk and you need human comp like from a physical access perspective, but also from people who you just like, like um, what's it called again? Um, but like uh, hacking that person you know, um, social engineering, social engineering. Exactly. Last pass was breached like this. Um, a couple of other recent examples. Yeah. 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 So this is, and uh, diehard portrayed this fairly well as well. It was in the beginning, but, and it was a little bit, uh, tame, but that, that first hacker, which he then actually like, uh, rescues, um, they were in touch with him and he was probably social engineered. He was like, yes, Oh, well, yeah. it's weird they that you're asking this. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So this is how how a lot of the stuff actually works, and it is portrayed fairly well. Um, and um, it's and it, a good cast, good production value. Until he jumps <laughs> on the back of the jet, that's that's kind of where they lost me. Is you know it, the nice part about the original Die Hard is there was enough consideration that he was getting damaged, that his feet yeah. were cut up, that he was scared, that he was human and had human limitations and not superhuman powers. He took a lot of punishment and he felt every blow. By Die Hard 4, he became the Man of Steel and it was just, that kind of lost a bit for me. Matt, you've been strangely silent. Are you of the camp where Die Hard does only exists as a singular movie and there were no sequels? I still maintain my attitude of having never seen any Die Hard movie ever, and I cannot, I cannot comment with any kind of authority on. Why do anything. I have you as a co-host? What the fuck is the matter with you? How are you an American? Is there and any not eject button for this? We, yeah. We've had this discussion before. I still have never seen any Die Hard, so I have nothing to comment. I'm just going. I'll, I'll agree with what everybody says. Whatever, whatever. Right. And, and Roth, we already know you picked it as one of your worst, so I think we got your perspective. Matt, yeah. let's segue over to you. You tell us your best. <laughs> My best uh, is uh, similar to Roth's uh, is, is a war movie of sorts. Uh, Dr. Strangelove, the old Stanley Kubrick movie. One of my absolute favorite uh, movies of all time. It's black and white. Don't let that turn you off. It's from the 60s. Dr. Strangelove is a Cold War movie. It's a uh, satire. But it has some very, very uh, key security concepts in it. And in particular, again, uh, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're going to spoil everything about it. But at the very end of the movie. It's okay it, to spoil like a 40-year-old, 50-year-old <laughs> movie. That's yeah, you haven't seen it by now. Yeah, exactly. All right. <laughs> Actually, I think it's a 60-year-old movie at this point. Okay. It's definitely older than all of us. Uh, at the end of the movie, uh, it's revealed that um, the Russians, who the United States is in a Cold War with, have a doomsday machine. Um, that if any if it detects any nuclear explosion on Russian soil, it will automatically um, and irrevocably fire all of its nuclear arsenal back at the United States. The reason this comes into play is because the United States basically has a commander of an Air Force base go rogue, um, send the code to all of his B-52s to attack Russia. They're able to recall all of the all the B-52s except for one. And so America's stance is, okay, if we get the Russians on the phone and we tell them, Sorry, guys, our bad. We didn't mean to do this. It's, you're going to have at least one nuclear explosion, though. The Russians would, would be reasonable and say, okay, uh, you know, you, you, you call to safety, we'll be fine. Instead, the Russians come up and say, uh, if there's a nuclear explosion, we're unleashing everything on you, and we have nothing we can do about it. So it is not a, a fail-safe. It is a fail-deadly solution. Of course, <laughs> the Americans say, 
well, why didn't you tell us about this? <laughs> and, they, and the Russians, you know, again, this is all satire, but the Russians kind of bumper around some and are basically like, well, we were going to, or, or there, there was some excuse about why they hadn't told the Americans. But the point being, if you have an existential reality like this, you have to let the other side know that that this is a possibility of happening. Otherwise, it doesn't work as a deterrent. Exactly. There, there is no right. deterrent yeah. because uh, it's all based on the the uh, the mad doctrine, mutually assured destruction. Yeah. Um, and, and it's funny because the movie itself um, is a spoof on a previous book and movie called fail safe and the movie had henry fonda same premise you know and one plane gets through and and that's the idea the ending is a lot different and i don't want to spoil that because that is a really good ending and it's very powerful and and it's worth watching also and as a companion piece to dr strangelove good choice i like that choice raf what do you think uh yes strangelove is awesome um definitely one of the classics I, so it, I, you know, I, I went with something modern because I, I, I incorporated the whole hacking thing, but I like that. Like that's in the line for me. That's in the line of like war games, Hunt for Red October, like yeah. all those, uh, the you know, all those phenomenal. Uh, what's the one where the Russian general uh, is the one that's uh, the Russian? Uh, what what is it? It's, it's not Widowmaker. It's uh, it's another one of these where they end up having. Anyway, they're, they're, but like it, that that reminds me kind of of the uh, Jack the latest Jack Ryan uh, season. Uh, oh no, mm-hmm. two, two, third season because we did four. They did four, right? Yeah, I don't. Third I haven't season. watched the Jack Ryan ones yet. I'm a I'm a um, I'm a purist with the films. So yeah. yeah well, right. yeah, I mean, uh, uh, John Krasinski is amazing in in in, uh, in in this, and and this I think it's his best work. But um, in in the third season, you get very much of this kind of uh, same theme, uh, like, hey, what happens when everything fails except for the one guy you're trying to get? Like, he's standing there waving the, waving the flag saying, wait, 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 it's not me. Um, but, yeah, I, Strange Love is good. I, I think that that would be definitely in the – like, I would grade that on the same level as sneakers, right? Damn it, you just took my best, man. <laughs> Rob, Rob, you have to stop mentioning other work. That you're just blowing the whole list here. Then it's right, just a segue. It's a segue. Right. Rafty, I know you're younger. Have you seen Doctor Strangelove? Oh, it I I now edit it to my watch list. Okay, and, and it's a very good it's a Kubrick film and it is a good time capsule for the Cold War period because it it displays the madness of it all, the actual insanity of that doctrine and, and the policy. Um so uh I, I really dig that. All right. So my number one Kubrick is awesome. Roth just blew my number one, sneakers. I, I and and also on that list would have been war games and um the conversation and enemy of the state. But mm. But sneakers is way up there. Sneakers is way up there. Sneakers, Sne- it, sneakers is, is about state? our industry. It is a team of pen testers who actually do physical and IT and systems hacking in order to sell a commercially uh, viable report to clients of, here's where your vulnerabilities are, here's what you can improve, here's how you can be more secure. Now, it goes a little off the hook with a lot of the the plot line in order to move the story along and be able to display all the things that we talk about. Um, And that's fun. You know, it's a little bit of uh, intrigue and cloak and dagger stuff. Um, But they talk about homomorphic encryption. They do lots of social engineering. They even do dumpster diving. They do uh, biometric defeating uh, with with audio recording. Verify me. (laughs) (laughs) Werner, uh, Werner, uh, 
Oh, damn it. My name is Warner and they, I forget the name, but yes. Yeah. And, and that actor shows up again and again in other great, which should be at the top of the list, uh, Silicon Valley. He plays another character in that too. Um, uh, so I, I really think it's an excellent portrayal of our industry. Now, Rafti, I, I, I don't know if you had seen this. I know we had talked about it on previous episodes. Have you seen any of it yet? No, uh, I had... I had sneakers on the list um, for today, but I did not make it. It did not okay. make it. Okay, Matt, you've seen sneakers, right? No, oh, and I know you've talked about it before. You did a full media review on this. Don't throw your hands up at me. I'm just a simple country boy from Appalachia. Don't, don't hold it against me that I haven't seen your big city We didn't city have a movies. cinema where I grew up. Them moving pictures take you to the devil. Um, all right, well, I highly recommend it. It's got Robert Redford, Sidney Poitier, Ben Kingsley, Dan Aykroyd, River Phoenix. It is a fucking phenomenal film, and I just I highly recommend it. Roth, you with me here? My name is Warner Brandis. My voice is Thank my you, password. Passport, uh, verify me. There you go. Warner Thank Brandis, you. that's the character. That was yeah. awesome. I mean, look, I, I, I love, I love sneakers. I love everything about it. Robert Redford is, 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 is an icon, and he's like a national treasure. Uh, everybody in that movie is awesome. Uh, it, the, they do some social engineering, like you guys said. They do biometrics. Uh, the fact that there's a uh, that they they figure out like the whole the they lost me a little bit with like the heat sensors and all that. I was like, okay. That's, but that's good that's, movie. That's good filmmaking. That's and good then, movie. And yeah. then Tom Cruise would rip that off, you know, 10 years later for one of the Mission Impossible uh, like, films. Like you know? seven times. Yeah. They, they, yeah, they, yeah. They, everybody's ripped that off because it's such a cool idea. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love it. I, I think that's a great, that's, that's awesome. All right. Let's go to the worst. Cause I know we're taking up a lot of uh, your time here. Uh, what's your worst, Roth? Uh, you, Sorry, can take my, you can take uh, mine. I got backups here. No, no, I, 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 I think, I, I think it's swordfish. I think it's got to be swordfish because that is the dumbest. I mean, that is just pure all out. I think it's a actually, you know what? It's a toss up between Scorpion the series and Swordfish. Go with or Swordfish. CSI that was Cyber. my number one as worst because it is the worst. But go ahead. What makes Swordfish so bad in its depiction of our None industry? None of it is even remotely close to the way real life works. And there's nothing that I, this is, um, I'll, I'll give you an, an analogy to this, why I hate this movie so much and these, this type of movie. is, is for the same reason, uh, one of my buddies who is a medical diagnostician uh, hates watching shows like Dr. House, whereas I'm thoroughly entertained. I, I love, love House. I love that, House MD is I awesome. love yeah. that show. Yeah. He's like two minutes into it. He's like, I got it. Why are they going to spend 58 minutes doing it wrong? Because nobody would do that. And I was like, okay, you're ruining it for me, but I get what you're saying. Like it, it ruins those kinds of things ruin our like perception of our industry. And, and of, we're not freaking 007. Okay. We're not. You mean, we're not, you mean no. most IT practitioners don't look like Hugh Jackman? Is, are, is that what you're I saying? Know, it's, I know. I, I, or I, Halle Berry. Shock to, yeah. You yeah know? I know it's a shock to all of you guys out there watching, but yeah, uh, most of us aren't that suave and debonair. Um, but yeah, I, I just despise that entire like way over the top, disconnected from reality. Like, oh, let's go ahead and I mean, and I'm gonna I'm gonna step on one uh, as, as a third option here that you guys are probably gonna your listeners are gonna crucify me for. But hackers, uh, you know, let's let's check the garbage pile of the Gibson. Fuck you! What are you doing? Like, 
I get I give latitude to hackers because it stylized something that hadn't had style before. So we was, did do yeah, so we did do an episode on that when Robin was my co-host. Now I got to tell you, I watched Swordfish with Robin, and we actually recorded a, a media review episode about Swordfish, and I've okay. never aired it simply because it was so awful, and we had so many bad things to say about every part of the production. I just felt bad even broadcasting. But but here's my thing: I I hated that movie at the moment. Where John Travolta, in order to check Hugh Jackman's hacking acumen, yeah, a, I know what you're doing. Points a gun at his head, has a stripper give him a blowjob, and says, "Crack this thing in under two minutes." That's Crack the, SSL. What? That's, that's <laughs> where the movie lost me. Okay, Robin was okay with that part. She was okay, e- even though think about the inherent logic here. You know, getting the blowjob doesn't actually change your dynamic of how fast you're hacking. If, you know, if anything, you slow down. I mean, it just, it's oh, just God. a dumb, it would be a dumb test. But but yeah. where it lost Robin was the montage, the hacking montage, where yeah. Jackman in his own, in his apartment, is sitting in front of seven screens with a glass of wine and two keyboards and trying to crack the encryption key. And the way it's displayed is with different, colored blocks sinking into sequence and at that point she said yeah even even i don't know what you do for a living but this is total bullshit this is a waste of the viewer's time why did they do this yeah and it gets worse from there it keeps going and and it tries to be so slick it tries to be so cool and john travolta's mr you know charm and you know it's not smart it pretends to be smart it's incredibly dumb rafti have you seen swordfish no, not yet. And I, I oh, guess I'm not gonna watch movies? Yeah, well, he's he's from Australia, so it's uh, it, it's a little different. They're still on the PAL system, so it's, it's slow oh to, to get it. Matt, have you seen Swordfish? I think I did, but it was a long time ago. That was one of those movies that we would put on the in the background when we had a house party or something, just so you had something glitzy, you know, going across the TV. I don't think I ever actually sat down and analyzed it, but everything that you're 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 saying, I, it seems like I've seen. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> and it was such a waste of talent. I mean, Don Cheadle yeah. was in it. Uh, they they did after they gave initial screenings to the review audience. They paid. Halle Berry an additional $2 million to come back and do a topless scene. That's how bad the movie was and how desperately they tried to rescue it. It And the topless scene that she's in, completely irrelevant. Again, it was an insult to the- Like most things that in that movie. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, and it wasn't even a sexy topless scene. It was just pointless. Oh God, it was awful. All right, yes. So I, I agree. You are completely entitled to steal my worst. I got a backup for you. Okay. Rafi, give us your worst. My worst. Okay. So with Swordfish, we heard about the depiction of bad uh, decrypting, and mine is a depiction of bad hacking in general. Um, we did a media review of a movie I haven't seen before a couple of months back, Tron, 1982. So that's the one that I'm picking as my worst. That was I have third not seen on my list, as a matter of fact. So 2010 one. <laughs> and the reason why I'm picking but, it but wait is... A have, you, have you seen it since then? Or I have not rewatched it, no. So you're it just you're picking it as your worst without even having seen it? No, I have seen... No, of course I've seen it. We did a media review of it. Oh, okay, I, all right. That's what I'm... Okay, all right. Yeah, okay. And I gave it a solid zero on okay. my, on my okay. one to... On my okay. binary scale of 
<laughs> oh, what you're saying is you didn't watch it before we did the media review episode. No, I watched it exp- just for the media review. I have not watched it afterwards. Um, okay, so that's good. the only only time I watched Tron, and I have not seen the 2010 version. So only the, don't the old to. one. You don't have And to. the reason <laughs> not gonna see. And the reason why um I picked it is because um exactly the it's exactly the opposite of what I liked about the the Die Hard where everything took preparation. Um also I guess uh, like with the uh with the other one that Raf uh had in regards to um everything sort of like everybody getting caught off guard. Uh, hacking and cybersecurity typically is not like a war. It's not like when you're in uh, Hogwarts and you're like fighting with your with your wands, yeah, or just with the two like streams uh, catching each other in the middle, and then it's a power play and sort of like a progress bar moving left and right. That's not how hacking works. That's not how cybersecurity works. Um, but I guess like Tron and uh, apparently Swordfish have not seen that. Um, um, sort of like put that idea into people's minds where they're like, oh, you need to fight back in that regard and instead of like um, cutting stuff off and sort of like preventing further like leakage. It's 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 different and and sort of like the preparation is different and the countermeasures are different. It's not a sword fight. It's not a, a progress. But the light cycles were really fucking cool. I'll give the light cycles the benefit of the doubt. Other than that, Tron was a, a incoherent mess. <laughs> Matt, Matt can, tell us can, about can, your can depiction. I, I know we talked Tron on that episode. Okay, go ahead. Rob. One, one second, one second, because I'm gonna I'm gonna throw one I'm gonna throw one more in uh, to this into into Rafi's, uh, jungle of, of shitty things. Triple X. <laughs> Okay. All right. That has all been right. too long ago. I have not seen Triple yeah. X in a while. Look, I, I love Vin Diesel. I love all. I love watching them. Uh, I love that they're great. But he, like for me, there is uh, again like my 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 medical diagnostician friend. If I'm gonna watch a movie on like that has cyber elements into it, I have to go back into my brain, disconnect like the the, the thing that's gonna like your logic try to it. make sense of it, yeah. and just watch it mindlessly. And then I love them. I mean, except for like all the 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 the, uh, the uh, scorpion shows because they're just dumb as fuck. But um, but but I have like I have to disconnect that part of my brain. And and Triple uh, X is another one of those that you weren't able to value, do. No reason. Okay. okay. Oh, what is cybersecurity I mean, in Triple X? I can't recall. There's a bunch of like hacking and physical and and other kinds of security that go on into it. Yeah, I don't okay. even remember. I watched that no. so long. Yeah, I'm just like Matt said, I blocked it out of my head. I, yeah, probably for the best. No buffer, no buffer memory. <laughs> uh, Matt, tell us your view on Tron because I know uh, when we did the media review, you had something to say. Yeah, oh yeah, Tron. No, it was it, it was a piece of nostalgia that I never really picked up on because uh, I never watched it as a kid, and then seeing it as an adult when we did our media review, I was just like, "This is terrible." I don't, I don't, I, I didn't like it. You know, it was. I think at the time when we did the media review, I said, "This is like a twenty-minute tech demo that's been stretched out to be a full-length feature." Um, <laughs> it was, you know, it it, it, it would have been perfect if it, if they had cut it off at fifteen minutes. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't have any particular love for Tron. I know a lot of people our age do have a lot of nostalgia for that type of stuff. Um, yeah. uh, our friend Joey in particular loves loves Tron uh, and everything about it. I did like the new Tron, the, the Tron Legacy, the 2010 Tron. I, I thought b- mostly because it had um, 
uh, Daft Punk in it. And I I'm was just going to say, that's the only reason you yeah. enjoyed it. I know. And, and, and <laughs> Olivia Mund, right? Yeah. 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 She was the, uh, yeah. Uh, but so yeah, no, uh, I, no, I, I agree completely with Rati. Um, they use all the terms, the, you know, uh, uh, CPU and Ram and stuff like that. And it has no meaning, no crossover to what it actually is in the real world. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, uh, Raf, what do you think of Tron? Uh, I mean, again, uh, the old one. So I, I, I hesitate to go back, uh, look at movies from a period of time when they were made and look at and try to an analyze them with today's mindset and, and today's viewpoint. It's the same reason I don't go back to tweets from 10 years ago on somebody and go, oh, you said this, that's insensitive. You're like, yeah, but that's what everybody said back then. Um, so it's a period piece. It was, it was, it's period appropriate. It was the done. I think it was a fan. It's meant, was meant, it's like, it's like a, a war games or any of those. It was meant to be a fantasy. Uh, it was kind of like, I don't think it was ever really intended to be uh, taken seriously. So yeah, I hate the fact that they, you know, used words completely out of context, uh, but that just makes them a, a typical cybersecurity engineer these days. Um, you know, <laughs> sorry. Uh, okay. Sorry. But right, um, that's fair. That's fair. And, but, and but it's but nice it, that you're it's good sympathetic. Okay. Okay. All right, Matt, what's your worst? I had so many. <laughs> I was trying There's to so winnow them down. <laughs> yeah, so many to choose from. Um, I won't even throw out the other ones that I that I picked, but the one I settled on is the uh, uh, the classic 1996 sci-fi action film Independence Day. The... the fuck you say? That's a classic. <laughs> That's just what I said. All right, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> and I think that you know why. I I'm, do I'm know why, and you are correct. Just because of the port, just because of the cable. That's where I had the hardest part, but go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> There's, you know, it's a Will Smith uh, summer fantasy flick where, you know, you, the world gets uh, invaded by UFOs and aliens, and uh, the world rallies together to fight back, and we throw everything we have at these giant spaceships, and we can't damage them at all. We can't do anything until a hacker figures out how to get into the mothership and upload a virus into their master computer and drops their shields, and all of a sudden we can nuke them, and uh, you know uh, America leads the way, and we all win. So the you know the thing being, of course, the the, the linchpin to all this is somehow we have to get a a virus created on a human computer with ones and zeros, you know, running Windows or DOS or or Mac or something, and put it on some device that then is compatible and speaks to an alien computer <laughs> running an alien version of Windows or Mac or Linux or whatever. <laughs> and not only does it do that, I think it, it even displays a graphic on the alien screen of like a skull or something like that that's like laughs. Or, uh, 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 it's been a while since i It's I've a human skull, by the way. Yeah, so right. really it has no frame of reference to the aliens as to what's yeah. coming. Yep. <laughs> They're like so. So okay. those yeah, who don't know, I, I, yeah, viruses are not cross-platform. <laughs> Even and you know the aliens are using Linux. You just absolutely know that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Freaky so. penguins. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right, Raf. What do you think? You've seen Independence Day, I hope. I have, and I, I again, it's what like I I think I completely uh, that part of the movie just like. I started watching that piece and I had to like reach back, unplug the, okay. the little <laughs> ribbon cable. And I'm like, okay, this is just cool. Cause 
Like, what language was that written in? Python? C? Yeah, right. COBOL? <laughs> you think they maybe like a little bit of Fortran code? Did they have to compile it? I, you know, yeah, right? You know, yeah, is, is it, yeah. what, like, were they USBA at the time? Because everybody was USB. Is that a universal? A universal serial bus? Because <laughs> That's that what the U stands, stands for. for. Come on. <laughs> it's the whole universe, even where the aliens live. Yeah. And you, and you know yeah, that, that if that was real, he would be trying to plug it in upside down, you know, a dozen <laughs> times before he flipped it over. <laughs> that's right. Because that's literally what we all do every time. Oh. Uh, yeah, that's hilarious. That's, that is a, uh, that is an astonishingly bad portrayal of IT stuff. A good call, man. I'll grant you, I enjoy the film immensely, but you're right. That, that's the wrong infosec thing. Rafti, what do you think? Have you seen Independence Day? I know you're a little younger. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Same with Swordfish. <laughs> but um have seen it. I remember it good, but I also, again, like with Triple X, I'm like, what cybersecurity? Cannot recall the the um the the virus at the end. But as somebody who keeps on trying to run Microsoft Office on Linux machines, this is so hard. <laughs> so hard you're familiar the struggle is real <laughs> the struggle Raf, is real Raf, don't try to understand rafti okay i mean you may you may share a syllable in his name but other than that his mentality is is, is this a self-hate thing like what are you, you, what are you, you trying to do man and the, and the weird thing we is rafti, rafti has rafti has a killer security app for privacy too i mean it's really weird how his mind works he is he's a fascinating character he really is all right so now it's time for my worst Roth stole it. Swordfish by far is worse than anything else out there because I can always forgive something else for a certain reason. I could forgive Tron for being just Disney's attempt at being cool in the 80s and too much cocaine on the table. I can I can forgive a lot of things, but Swordfish is unforgivable. My second place is Lawnmower Man. Oh. Now, now, most of oh. you... Most of you have may have had the good luck to never have heard of this piece of dross. I've got it on DVD over here. You're kidding me. No, no. way. I do. I'm, I do. Yeah. I'm almost tempted to rewatch it. Almost. Almost. No. Now, I, I saw this it. in the theater as a kid looking forward to seeing virtual reality portrayed on the big screen. I was really excited about this because I was a young nerd. And... If I remember correctly, this is Pierce Brosnan, who plays a doctor of some court, some kind, some kind of biopsychiatrist, computer thing, something, whatever. And what he does, okay, it's Pierce Brosnan, and who's the lawnmower man? I forget who's the actor. Jeff Fahey. Jeff Fahey, who's who is great in all of his TV roles, where he shows up as a cameo and does stuff. I, I really like both these actors. Oh God, stop. All right, he, Matt's holding up the DVD and the liner notes. And all right, so Pierce Brosnan decides he's going to help his uh, paid lawn service guy, Jeff Fahey, who is a little bit on the dim side, by unlocking his uh, mental potential through the use of computer graphics, which isn't really made clear. It's sort of like we're going to take the drugs from altered states. And we're going to take, you know, the hypnotherapy from Clockwork Orange, and we're going to put it together in some gooey, and we're going to make Jeff Fahey's brain better. What do you got, Raf? You keep pointing. I'm going to read you. I'm going to read you the the uh, the, the 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 catchphrase. And, and okay. Say okay. It all. Okay. A simple man is turned into a genius through the application of computer science. 
Yeah. So so it's flowers for Algernon, but supposedly yeah, with, with VR. But yeah, right. exactly, exactly. Now, a cool premise for a movie. I gotta say, I gotta say, it's a cool <laughs> premise for a movie. To be, to be fair, that, that, that lead applies to me personally also. A simple man who was transformed <laughs> by computer science. <laughs> That's almost as bad as virtuosity. Oh, see, now that should be on the list too. I, You know, I actually, we were going to do a media review of that, and Robin and I sat down to watch it. Couldn't get through 10 minutes. I, and I remember seeing it in the theater, and I remember sitting through the whole thing. But 10 minutes of trying to watch it was embarrassing me as the viewer. And that's that's got Denzel Washington. It's got Russell Crowe. It is incredibly high production value. Just so painfully bad. Or Johnny Monic. Um, now, I will forgive Johnny Monic for certain things. Uh, one, for trying to go cyberpunk and just for his dry cleaning rant that in and of itself is worth the two hours of the rest of the film um and for giving henry rollins an acting gig which is pretty fucking cool um uh, yeah so lawnmower man absolutely uh, you know, they had a half hour of a movie and then they had to pad it out and they made him into hal 9000 and every other bad cliche of ai and it was ju it just got terrible from there rafty i take it you've never seen it but yeah. it was apparent it was on the chat gpt list um which i got for one of the seventh worst movies oh you asked chat gpt to give you a list to, to help course. us reference I you're, also... cheating. you're cheating on the on the podcast assignment matt you obviously had some affinity or some relation to this film where you had to have it on dvd go ahead you tell us your take on this on this movie yeah and i think that it was probably not too dissimilar from what you originally said the the, the visuals on it you know as a uh, whatever i was you know a, a teenager when this movie came out uh the, the trailers and everything it looked amazing and it was all computer graphics cg early early you know computer graphics but it was just mind-blowing and i remember i think i saw it in the theater or or something like that and anyways I wanted to have it kind of as a as a time capsule. I wanted to have a copy of it just as a time capsule. I've, I've never actually, I, I don't think I've ever actually watched my DVD copy of it. I just wanted to have it. But I do remember, I still have a VHS tape of, it's, it was just nothing but computer graphics. It was like a, a 60 minute tape of just computer graphics. Like and ASMR I, for, for nerds, is that? Yeah, yeah again, you know, going back to, you know, it was the nineties and we would just put on visuals on the TV for a house party or something like that. So we always had interesting things on. And okay. but this this tape that I got uh, with all, it was just nothing but computer graphics um, had a considerable amount of the graphics from the Lawnmower Man in it, and so I, uh, a lot of the sequences that are in that were also on this tape. So I, yeah, I thought that it was really cool. Of course, this was all again, this is all '90s, and and uh, you know we can do all this stuff in real time now on our computers, and it doesn't even it's it's all meaningless. The story never never struck very well with me because I mean. It's yeah, like you said, it's a dim. <laughs> Jeff Fahey plays a, a dimwit who becomes a super genius, and it's based on a Stephen King novel. I don't know if you mentioned that. Very, very, yeah. very uh, loosely. I mean, that, yeah. it shares a name. Now, yeah, now right. I gotta say, where it stops. The short story is amazing because it's Stephen King and he does a great job, and it has almost nothing to do with VR or computer. It's like that's not a thing. Um, uh, so yeah, other than that, there's no Stephen King reference there's no stephen king association with it other than they paid him to to be able to put his name on it um now roth i got a reaction out of you when i said the the title you you've seen this film 
Hell yeah, I've seen this film. I was young once. Uh, <laughs> it's been a while, but uh, listen, that that is right up there uh, for me. Like Johnny Mnemonic, Lawnmower Man. Um, uh, oh my God, I just I, I was gonna uh, Max Headroom. Like all of those are in that same genre of like cyberpunkish, like alternate, you know, cool, maybe never, never going to happen kind of reality. Um, you know, I mean, it's, it, did you like it at the time? It's, it's, it's there. It's, it's the time, the time period specific version of the matrix. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. That's a, that's a fair answer. That's a fair answer. Um, all right. Uh, now that that's concluded everybody's best and everybody's worst. Who else wants to throw something else out there just to have it? R- Rafti? Absolutely. Got, yeah. I wanted okay. to say like my second pick zero days. Um, it's for best. Smir- uh, for be- it's a good now, one. That's kind uh, of cheating because that's a documentary and not a, exactly. You know, okay, okay. It is. Okay. It is a documentary movie thingamajig. Yes. It's not very, there's no action in there. Um, but it's very cool. Like if you have not seen it, um, and it's interesting, it goes over the Stuxnet, um, hack, um, and what basically happened there. Um, some of the reactions and it also like with the diehard, this is partly why both of them are so similar for me. Like they, they had multiple teams working on the virus. They had iterations. It took a lot of time. They had the, the human component. People had to physically move the virus inside the facilities and stuff like that. And super interesting stuff. Um, so zero days is, is one of the things I recommend to non-technical people to watch and understand what goes on in our world because they take such pains to explain everything in a, simple stupid way that you know anybody can get and it's and it's terrifying it, that it really does convey the horrors that that could occur um good pick very good pick, uh, also in regards to like detection and they're talking about the detection threshold where they're like well if it's too aggressive then people will see it and people will recognize it and this is what i sort of was saying like the preparation is is so important and taking the time to avoid detection and and stuff like that and of course for us as being on the defensive side taking our time and if you see something investigate and maybe you waste wasted an hour but um <laughs> better wasting an hour now than <laughs> getting screwed uh for weeks later um, then ruining your centrifuges and possibly contaminating everything with uh, of course, yeah. material. Yeah, yeah. Typically, exactly. I guess people listening to this podcast, I, I hope you're all not like watching after uranium enrichment centrifuges. But um, <laughs> uh, you know, like backups, checking backups is a good like. Um, this is the first thing I always tell people, and I I guess you do too. Outstanding, so. outstanding. <laughs> Thank you, Roth. Anything you want to add? I can't believe nobody said this. You ready? Black hat. <laughs> Was on my list. Have not seen it I don't think I've, seen, seen, I don't think I've seen black hat. What's black hat? It's fucking awful. It's uh, is it? Is it Chris Hemsworth that's in it? Oh, is that the one where? He, yeah, he's the super stud hacker. That twenty fifteen. Uh, it's uh. I've never heard of this. Was it? It was know. a big deal. It was a thing. I I've it's never heard of this. Awful. I okay. think I got about ten minutes into this movie and I turned it off. Because oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, Chris Hemsworth, Tang Tangwe, Viola Davis, yeah, uh, it's about like hackers taking trying to blow up a nuclear power plant or something, and 
he's got to counteract them, and it's just, just, just fucking awful. It's, oh, well, it, that's that's sad. I kind of like Hemsworth, and, and that's uh I do, too. That's why I watched you know? it. But, I, but again, <laughs> I watched it with, like, reality fully disconnected and suspended at the time. And it's, like, this is one of those movies where you're like, can we have – can we not have consulted like one person from the industry at all? Like not one. Like <laughs> why not? Why it's filmmakers? Like, Hollywood, just bring us in. We're not going to ruin. We're not going to ruin your whole movie by saying none of this will work. We like fantasy and sci-fi. We'll give you that latitude. Right. But we just want to interject just one or two things where we can say, okay, this will make it more loosely connected yeah. to reality, just, yeah. just slightly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Matt. Yeah, like Matt. Whole, anything you, know, you wanted to add? Movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've got a bunch of stuff, but I'll I'll, I'll keep it short. Um, a, a big part of our industry does not lend itself to the visual medium of uh, TV or movies because it's just not interesting to see somebody sit at a keyboard and type on a black or a green screen. Um, I think Mr. Robot does a really good uh, 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 explanation. <laughs> and uh, Roth is uh, kind of saying, "Eh," I, 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 and Ben's doing a big thumbs down. I think Mr. Robot, first season at least, is uh, is really good. However, I will sk- skip on past that since the uh, peanut gallery doesn't seem to appreciate that. Office Space uh, oh, is one of my yes, favorite movies of all time. Why did that one? For, for various reasons. Uh, but in, in particular, uh, towards the end of the movie, the third act of the movie hinges on a uh, very small program that, sh- that shaves off fractions of a penny of deposits at a bank uh, and adds all those fractions together uh, until the, our heroes are able to make off with, I forget how much money, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars, uh, which is based on a real actual hack that occurred. Uh, so there is some some basis for, for reality in um, office space, aside from all the other just br- brilliance of, uh, of office The space. most realistic aspect of the film is when they have the money and these four nerds are sitting around and they're all good friends and they all trust each other. They have no idea how to launder it. And they go through a process of looking up money laundering in the dictionary, <laughs> finding some random person on the street and asking them if they know. I mean, it's exactly what nerds would do when prior to Google. You know, it's exactly what, what we would do when we're trying to become criminals and we have no idea how to go about it. That was hysterical. I, I love that. And it's a great film, hilarious film, very accurate. And we recognize all those personalities. Yeah. You know? Yeah. As yeah. someone who's yeah, anyone who worked in corporate, especially in the nineties, will recognize every person or every archetype that is in that movie. And now that was Mike oh, Judge too. The, the, I'm sorry, was that that was Mike Judge too? And he went on to do Silicon Valley, right? Uh I guess, yeah. Did, yeah, did, yeah. Did so, okay, yeah. Yeah, it was definitely sorry. yeah. I cut you off, Roth. What were you saying? I was say we've all quoted that movie so many times. And how <laughs> many of us have driven down the expressway stuck in traffic? blasting damn it feels good to be a gangster like you know <laughs> michael bolton hell yeah michael bolton i celebrate his entire catalog <laughs> I, I uh what, what is it uh uh i hear you've been missing a lot of work i wouldn't say i've been missing it bob <laughs> <laughs> it's funny the older i get the more uh the more i work in, in corporate uh it and in those uh private equity and vc types of companies uh, or with them, uh, I you you start recognizing those people in in like reality, like oh shit, these were real people uh-huh. that modeled this uh-huh. off. There's a re- yeah. it 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 gets more um, tangible to you I- I- as we get to that age. Yeah, uh, and Raf, is there anything else you want to add to? Do you want to plug anything on our way out here? No, no, <clears throat> just uh, if you haven't seen the podcast, come check us out. 
thanks you guys for having me on board. This has been fun. I've, I've, I've uh, walked through my uh, mental back catalog of uh, shit that I've seen that, uh, that's been pretty good. And some, I, I was just about to forget. And thanks for reminding me of fucking lawnmower, man. <laughs> uh, and uh, Roth, I don't know if you know this, you and I have met before in person. We Probably. met at a, at a, uh, uh, airport in uh, Las Vegas, uh, flying out after in 2018, after the, uh, in case infuse conference. Okay. I was there you for that. It. Yeah, he met 8,000 people that weekend, yeah, but know, yeah, I know. Yeah. He doesn't remember See, this, 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 a, a little, <laughs> so a little fact about me, uh, I am, uh, in spite of the fact that I've been in this industry for so long and, and I was such a public figure for so long, I am the, probably the worst person, you know, with names. I am so bad. I will tell you where we met, what we talked about. I will remember your Twitter handle. I will remember a piece of research you wrote or a talk you gave. Your name? Fuck if I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Matt, Matt so was Matt was duly impressed with that, and your name came up in a conversation a few episodes back, and that's when I decided to reach out to you. So it it was Matt's that's encounter awesome. with you that that brought you here eventually. <laughs> I, I appreciate you guys having me on. This is fun. I uh, yeah, thanks for uh, being here. Yeah, this is next we'll, time. Do books. Okay. All right. We'll we'll invite you back for three hundred <laughs> in two years. All right. Let's go. <laughs> or or before then, who knows? Rafti, is there anything you want to give us an update with with safing or with? No, nope. uh, not at okay. the moment. Thank you. Okay. All right. Um, I just want to let the audience know uh, if you're studying for CISSP, the wanna be a CISSP prep class, the recorded version is now available for the 2024 exam outline. So if you're studying for the test that's going to be released 15 April and later, um, go, go to the wanna be a website, wanna be a CISSP.com, and uh, we've got it available. All right. Um, and, and, and I do make a uh, cameo appearance in this, uh, this videotape, right? Actually, two. Actually, two. Oh, uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, there's yeah, a report yeah, a couple yeah. of years ago. There's yeah. another thing. Yeah, exactly. And much props. The 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 students love you, Matt. They they get sick of hearing my Midwestern twang, and they want some <laughs> some hillbilly accent in there. So. Well, I I appreciate that. They 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 are 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 people of good taste. Is all I can say. All right. Um, well, thank you, audience, for sticking with us for 200 episodes. We hope to see you for 200 more. Um, until next time, I'm Ben Maliso. And I'm Matt Snotty. And I'm Raphael Fiedler. And much thanks to our guest, Raffel Los. Um, join us again next week for the 201st episode of The Sensuous Sounds of InfoSec. Hey there, listener. Matt here. If you like listening to Ben, Robin, Rofty, Joey, or myself, please consider supporting us at buymeacoffee.com slash securitized. Interested in training for CISSP, CCSP, CISM, SSCP, CCSK, boy, that's a lot of letters, or other InfoSec certifications, Go to Ben's website for all his training programs at wannabeacissp.com. That's spelled W-A-N-N-A-B-E-A-C-I-S-S-P.com. We are on Discord. Engage with us by searching for the channel wannabeacissp. Feedback or questions on what we discuss? Send a good old-fashioned email to Ben at benmaliso.com. You may hear a shout-out or your feedback on a future show. We're all working professionals in the InfoSec industry, so feel free to link up with us on LinkedIn. 
support Rofty's company and test drive their free firewall software called Portmaster. Downloadable at their website, safing.io, spelled S-A-F-I-N-G dot I-O. Support Joey's company, Blue Edge Networks, at blueedgenetworks.com, and listen to Joey's podcast called Topic of Choice at topicofchoice.com. Join us on Reddit at slash r slash ssoi underscore fans. All opinions expressed in this podcast are personal and for entertainment purposes only. They do not necessarily reflect the opinions of our companies, affiliates, employers, guests, or even each other. No advice given here should be followed without consulting with a professional for any specific InfoSec situation you may experience.